Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCAD podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm joined by Sarah Wambold, who's the executive producer at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. So Sarah, thanks for joining me today in this crazy world. How are you holding up? Uh, doing doing okay. I live in Denver, so I'm in Denver now. I'm not in New York, and that is probably a very good thing based on what we're hearing in the news. Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you mind telling our audience about what you do exactly at the Met? Sure. Um, so I'm a, an executive producer um, at the Met in the digital department there. Um, the digital department is about 60 or 70 people. It's a pretty big department and we support um, the production of digital content and the, the um, production of software development and web, website development um, for the entire organization. So uh, I work on the, the content side um, which means I'm leading a small group of um, producers and editors who are producing uh, audio content, video content, editorial content for our various channels, our website, our social media platforms, our audio guide, although I don't manage the audio guide specifically, things like podcasts. That's what I do. Awesome. So what's it like to be an expert in dis- digital initiatives and content strategy right now with virtual experiences completely taking over how we interact with museums. Yeah, it's gotten really busy. Um, It's been really intense. I think there's, you know, museums have been doing digital for a long time, of course, and I have um, about 13 years of experience in this area, always working in art museums. Um, So it's not new, certainly, but we're in an unprecedented moment, of course, where museums are completely shut down. So the only face for these institutions is digital. And um, so it we, we were always busy before, but it's sort of lit, you know, it's like fanning flames or like turning up the gas or something, what, what the proper metaphor is there, but it, it has been really intense. It's been really intense. I can only imagine. So, you know, speaking of this intensity and, and where we are and what you've done over the last 13 years, how do you, you know, think, what are your predictions on how this will impact the art community, especially in the museum world? That's a really good question and a really big question. Um, one outcome might be that we have a more digitally savvy audience. At the end of this, people are consuming this media um, in kind of unprecedented rates from what I've seen. Our, uh, for instance, our Met Kids offering at the Met, um, which is like a microsite that has blog posts for kids and video content for how to create things at home. You know, all of that content was kind of you know, going along on a nice, even pace for the past five years, I'd say. And just in the past two weeks, the the readership on those platforms has jumped by like a thousand percent. So um, while that content was always there, um, you know, there's a real heightened demand for it. I think especially in this moment where people are home with their children and trying to figure out how to keep them busy, keep them creative, homeschool them, you know, they're, 
they're looking to these big institutions like the Met um, to be able to provide some of that um, that substance. So, and and you know, people are on Zoom calls left and right. They're they're adopting um, technology into just trying to stay connected with family and friends. And so we're, we're sort of anticipating that we might have a more digitally savvy um, constituency at the end of this. Um, so that's one possible outcome. I think that, that speaking more broadly, this is a, a time that will impact all of us, which is sort of like an obvious and, and incredibly, uh, it's an understatement to say the least, but um, how we move forward from this will be very, will define a lot of us, a whole generation of people, multiple generations of people are going to be very impacted by the losses at this time, the financial crisis that we're in and, and won't be out of for a while, um, how institutions fundraise, how art is supported, um, even things like I think universal basic income come into question in a, in a time like this where, where um, you know, kind of go, goes beyond needing Medicare for all. We need an income for people. So, you know, it's hard to say what this looks like for our communities at the end of it, but it, the impacts will be huge. A lot of virtual content is being created now more than ever before. As an expert in digital experiences, what's getting you excited? Hmm. Pop quiz. <laughs> I know, that's tough, because there, there's, there's a lot of excitement um, around all sorts of things, right? Like when you, when you don't have a physical building that you're having to think about, it sort of unburdens you in a way to be really creative and think literally outside the box. I think that the Met is in an interesting moment where it has an opportunity to be a bit scrappy um, and nimble and respond um, to kind of a, a little bit of a flattening of hierarchy that's there. You know, the Met, like many organizations, is sort of consensus-based. We like everybody to be aligned and, you know, marching towards the same end goal. That doesn't often, that doesn't often happen, which is why we have so many meetings, to get everybody aligned. Um, but it, everyone in the Met, and I'm sure this is true outside the Met, has this real energy around what can we do with our phones? What can we do with our laptops? Can we just push this content out there? And that excitement is... Um, energizing on the one hand. On the other hand, it's a difficult position for people like me who are um, trying to, uh, have been trying to for years, move the organization to have more of an audience focus and not be just blasting out content because we have the content that we can blast out in this sort of broadcast way but understand what audiences are looking for and what they need and what they want, and then try to meet those needs and meet those expectations. So it is exciting. There's a lot of energy. I, you know, I, I don't want to be 
the person who's pouring cold water, <laughs> some of that energy. Um, but I think we we still have to keep our audiences in mind and make sure that we are making good on promises that we're making to audiences and serving audiences and what their needs and expectations are. Nice. So that was kind of a way around your question. <laughs> it, I, I pulled some things out of there. Is there anything, one specific thing that you're seeing either at the Met or just anywhere that's happened over the last few weeks um, that, you know, technology or anything that, you know, virtual content that you're just like, I hope this stays around for the long, a long time. No, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I am excited about. This is going to be a very weird answer, but, um, and it has nothing to do with digital. This is, this is like, I was talking to my husband about this last night, but you know, I think there are loads of stories that we have heard growing up about um, people rallying during World War One, or, um, you know, women going to work in factories when men got shipped off to war. And that has always landed in my head as some kind of like very romanticized, almost abstract idea. And I have always wondered if something like that were to happen today, would there be a kind of communal humanitarian effort to lift up the people who are in need and I, the cynic in me has has always thought like no that wouldn't happen but i'm seeing you know artists and makers who are making masks right now out of supplies that they have in their houses um the conserv the textile conservators at the met went into the closed building sewed masks and made care packages of supplies to send out to makers so that they could make math. And I hope that that effort continues. I'm less interested in what lives on from digital at this moment and more interested in um, how humanity is coming together. And I hope that that continues. I think one of the great ironies of the situation is that in caring for community, we have to isolate ourselves. And so what comes out of that from artists who are looking at that problem um, or that uh, shift in how we operate, I think is going to be really interesting to see. I'm interested to hear what artists are thinking about and what they're working through. So I'm more interested in the, the, the sort of ethos with this is inspiring and the work that will come out of this hardship at the end and that doesn't really have anything to do with digital that's a really good answer my answer of course would have been contactless delivery from uber eats and so <laughs> that's where i'm hoping that will stay so they could just drop it off my front door i don't have to see them i don't have to talk to them that's that's where i really hope lives out this process so you're thriving right now aren't you <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm just like oh this is great um so you kind of touched on it a little bit but how do you think the impact of the virus is unique to creatives 
Well, you know, I think it's such a, that's such a big category of people. It's so difficult to say. I mean, what I've been thinking about in this time is, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of self-care. There are a lot of conversations about how you care for yourself right now um, because things are intense and the news is not good. I've been sort of focused. I, we don't get time like this where we're in one place and we're not in a car, stuck in traffic, running to the next thing. And for me, I think that's been kind of an opportunity to really get to know myself and address the things that I feel like I could improve upon, you know, and maybe not everybody's taking that tag. Maybe this is a time for some to be experimental because, you know, you, you don't have to be responsible to anyone but yourself right now. And, and of course, all of humanity by staying inside, but you know, there's, there's some freedom, I think in the, isolation that we're in right now and so um you know i i hope that people are really paying attention to their needs during this time and and giving themselves what they need to get through it because i think this is going to be really really hard and you know being being alone with yourself in a time of real serious uncertainty is is a lot to handle so there's a big battle happening right now surrounding productivity some people reference that shakespeare wrote his best works during the plague and others are arguing that it's important to just bust out the box sets and grieve you think that creatives have a responsibility to be productive right now no i mean they have a responsibility to care for themselves i think and and you know Maybe that's a cop-out of an answer. I think there are a lot of interesting things that are happening right now. And I, I have all the artists that I know, um, you know, look at those things and they're, they're, they work through it in some way through their creative processes. And so whatever that looks like, I, I don't think productivity is the goal. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's not a great answer for you, but no, that's all right. Well, what's your, what's your method for escaping the chaos when you're at home? What do you do to keep you grounded? I don't escape it. I have two kids <laughs> and we're all here. Um, closet for a little bit. <laughs> You know, I think I, I'm, it's a good thing I'm an extrovert because um, it would be a difficult, it would be difficult to escape it because there's no escape. I don't know. I've just, I have been, I'm, I'm a really um, analytical person. I'm in my head a lot and try to work things out all the time. And I, work is my hobby. i work, you know, I work pretty long hours for the Met, but I also, um, you know, have lots of side projects too, including, um, Tilt, I'm on the board of Tilt West and we're doing all sorts of things kind of all the time. And, um, so, 
I guess for me, I feel best when I've gotten a lot done in a day. And if I haven't gotten a lot done in a day, I usually get depressed about it. So productivity, I guess, to go back to your last question, is important for me, but I recognize that that might not be important for everyone. Um, but So if I can get a lot done, I feel fine. I'll manage the chaos as long as I can feel like I did something. Well, I'm glad you're being productive then. So you're, you're not <laughs> depressed, you're productive. I like it. Um, it goes up and down. It goes up and down. It's day by day. Do you know what day it is? Because I'm still trying to figure out what day it is, what day of the week. I mean, I can tell you that every week on Tuesday, I've had the, like, shocking realization of, oh, shit, it's Tuesday. But other outside of that moment that happens every Tuesday, I have no idea. No clue. That's pretty smart. Yeah, I, I can't figure it out. Somebody will say, oh, we have our Wednesday meeting, and I'm like... That's tomorrow. <laughs> Didn't we have that yesterday? Eh, you know, my, my wife was gone for, uh, she was quarantined for two weeks at her work, so I didn't see her. And that, that was a real weird time for me because it, it was just me and the dog at home. And so I was just trying to get through that. Luckily, she got to come home Friday, so. Wow, wow. Well, I'm, I'm glad she's home and she's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, she works in senior living, so she precautionary, precautionary kind of situation. All right. Well, appreciate the good work that she's doing and the risk that she's taking. It's a lot. Do you have any advice to share with young artists and designers who are trying to navigate the new remote world? There's an incredible amount of really interesting production happening right now. I think you know, I've seen artists doing demos in Instagram and curators sort of trying to speak directly to audiences in a way that, you know, there were probably barriers there before. It's a good time to consume a lot of content. And again, like I said, experiment, you know, there's nothing really to prove right now, I don't think. Um, I think that things are really hard for folks who don't, you know, may not have jobs anymore or had shows that were canceled. It's tough. I don't know how you can, like kind of going back to that productivity question, I don't know how you can hold yourself to some kind of standard about producing work when there's truly terrifying things going on and people's livelihoods are really threatened in a way that we, we haven't really experienced before. I guess I did give some advice earlier today. This is maybe less about artists so much as it is about creatives who are probably on a lot of phone calls, endless phone calls at work, whose organizations have maybe announced layoffs as mine has. We don't, we've taken down all the barriers in our lives between work and not working and the transitions that were there before in a daily commute or a walk home from work or a subway ride or whatever it is, those aren't happening anymore. And so the lines between working and not working are so blurry that we may feel like we never 
turn ourselves off. So my advice to this colleague that I was talking to earlier was like, if you can go for a walk, find some way to transition out of your work day so that you can be a human being for a certain portion of the day. I think one of the things that's really been interesting about working remotely, working from home, especially as somebody who has two kids, is like when you go to work, you kind of, you, we, you, no one ever sees your kids at work. They might not even know that you have them, right? But you're still a human being and you have all these different things going on all the time. And bringing everybody into everyone's domestic spaces where, you know, my kids crawl all over me during meetings. And, and I think that's kind of great. Like suddenly my colleagues see me as a human being and not just as this person that they work with. I think that that could be one of the, the good things that comes out of this too, is that we have a more complex understanding of the human beings in our lives and, you know, wouldn't it be great if we remembered that when we get into conflict with each other or, you know, when we need help, there's, there's a real person on the other end that can listen and, and offer help. So back out way out of your question. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> I, I think you know, the human experience through all this is what's really what we're going to have to remember. And I completely agree with that. So, Let's look into the future. It's a gorgeous sunny day. The stay at home order has been lifted. Where are you going? How are you going to celebrate? Mm. Um, I, I miss the Met. I miss art and objects and um, art, that architecture. So when this, I'm, and I'm surprised by that actually. I. Um, when we get out of this, I, I kind of can't wait to go back to the museum and spend more time in the galleries. And, you know, I think when you're, when life is sort of trucking along and, um, you know, you're in and out of meetings, you're trying to get to the end of the day, you know, many times at the Met, I have said to myself, I need to go down to the galleries. I need to see that show. I need to make this a priority, but I don't actually do it. And now that I can't do those things, I miss them a lot. And so, you know, when all of this is done and we go back to our lives, I intend to spend more time with art because I feel so divorced from it right now. I mean, we have many wonderful resources online. There's lots of ways to, to be looking at art online right now. People are putting that content up all the time, which is so generous in a moment where we really need it. But being in a physical space with physical objects is something that I really enjoy and, and want to get back to. Awesome. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being our second guest on our new podcast. Um, I hope you get through this with minimal craziness that goes on. Um, I can't wait to you know, have you back to the campus so you can actually talk to our students in person. So thank you so much. I'm really honored and thanks so much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Awesome, thank you. 
Thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's guest on our website, remcad.edu forward slash remotely creative. And don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotely creative at remcad.edu. That's R-M-C-A-D dot E-D-U. Make sure you subscribe to Remotely Creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Thanks all, take care of yourselves, and take care of each other.